Hello. 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 Should the opening be like, hi, welcome to the new season, like that? Or. I think for me it's like, hi, uh, welcome to the new season. Like, I know, maybe that's actually a good point. Like, how springy should we be? Like, how. Yeah. Let's try a couple ways and see how it feels. Yes. Hi, and welcome to the new season of HyperTalks, season six. Uh, My name is Turius. My name is Ellen. And we are part of a group of students, seven students, who has gotten the honor of taking over HyperTalks this year. Okay, so the thing that you just heard uh, in the beginning, that was actually real audio from the first time we met up in our group, in the HyperTalks group. Which we did in the photo studio uh, here in Stockholm. Um, How was that for you, meeting up with all of us, since we've been so alone during COVID? Yeah, I thought it was... I thought it was amazing. I thought it was so much fun to see you guys in person. And it was so weird seeing everyone like touching you guys. Uh, not touching, but you know, when we hugged, yeah. it was just like, <laughs> are oh, are we allowed Taurus, to you're, hug? Not a, you're not a little square and you have legs, you know. Yeah. Uh, She's no. miming a screen, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Because we're on Zoom every day. Yeah, it was actually the best Wednesday that I had in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The energy is so different when you are in the same room. Yeah, like you can like I actually surprisingly find Zoom works very well for me. Like I feel like I get to know you guys in class through the screen somehow. Yeah. Absurdly, it works. Yeah. So when we meet up, I actually feel like I know you, and I'm like comfortable going straight for the hug because I feel like I've become close to you mm-hmm. even though we've maybe even never met physically mm-hmm. are you guys hugging or are I'm hugging. Yes. yes for this very first episode we have uh, reached out to uh, different people who we think have the hyper island mindset and we have asked them what they would like to leave behind in 2020 Exactly. We thought that we could uh, explore one of the things that is like very central to Hyper Island, which is reflection and reflecting upon your situation. What are you leaving behind in 2020? And what are you looking forward to in 2021? What's one thing I don't want to experience that happened in 2020? Hmm. What I'm leaving behind in 2020? <laughs> it's like a fucking mess. How do you how to pick one thing? Tricky question. (laughs) I would say somewhere around April when we actually moved everything online. That was like peak anxiety for me. It's been very much an introspective year. For me, um, being at home and like not having as much things to do really made me reflect a lot. But also, I'm leaving behind my uh, frozen business. <laughs> I would uh, be. Uh, I would love to go back. Have everything uh, go back to how it was. My business is called Roots Cafe. I'm in Hyper Island as the cafeteria. It's funny. We were just going on a weekend vacation for my wife's birthday to Norway, and. On the way back from Norway, we got a message saying, yeah, okay, so from Monday, uh, Hyper Island will be closed and uh, we will be kind of in touch when when things go back to normal. 
We are now in January 2021, <laughs> and it's still uh, closed. The feeling of overwhelming uncertainty of like, how long is this going to go on? How do I do my job? How long will I have a job? And like sitting at home alone in my apartment, all you have for company is your computer screen and not knowing when it's going to end. And like the loneliness and anxiety of that was like, oof, that was, that was not fun. But, you know, fast forward to now, I'm pretty good. <laughs> but back then, that was the thing that I'm like, fuck this shit. One thing that I'm happily leaving behind in 2020 is this, uh, you know, idea of an office um, life, you know, that we all have to sit in the office nine to five, and that's the way that everything gets done. I think what this year has shown is uh, that, you know, we can be at home and, you know, the job still gets done. I remember in Thailand, like, no clue of what was going to happen in the world. Uh, we were laying on the beach and like, what is, what is our goal for 2020? And I said like, yeah, I'm sitting a lot at my clients' offices, so I really want to like be more at home because I want more free time and I don't want to want to go back and forth all the time. Uh, but you get careful what you wish for because now I'm working from home all the time and I miss the offices so much. And for me personally also, it's been very much a year of figuring out what's important to me. So for me, it's resulted in uh, getting a studio and getting back into music and, and sort of carving out time to do those things and realizing like, oh, I, I want that in my life. That's important to me. Things I'm missing from having the cafe is the interaction in Hyper Island, the interaction with the people. Being in a place like Hyper Island, super international with really nice people, to, to, to have sort of like a family, like uh, I have friends from every year I worked in Hyper Island. Uh, we built trust together, we, we created this whole thing together. So I really miss the social aspect of it. Working is also nice and making money is also okay, but I think the drive was that, the drive every day to come to Hyper Island was the people. I think for me, 2020 has very much been also about boundaries. You know, because when you're working from home and, and everyone is stressed and it's chaos and no one really knows what's going on, I've sort of had to carve out my boundaries and realize, you know, where do I stop? And where, you know, where do I close the computer and say, that's enough for today? And I think it's been a painful but very rewarding learning, as it usually is with boundaries. Because I learned so much about myself, like being alone all the time, you get you get like stuck in your head. You learn like how you cope with yourself when you're alone mostly of the time. So even if it was a really shitty year, I don't want to leave every, anything behind because I will remember it because it's a positive thing as well. Like everyone is like, fuck 2020, I never want to go, but like, I wouldn't want to think about that year. But I actually had like a really good time, even though I struggled like being alone and working from home and stuff, but I, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I think that taught me a lot. I think most people would say like, oh yeah, that was the year where Corona happened. That's not my 2020. It's so much else. It doesn't really have much to do with 2020, except that it happened in 2020. And I will tell you. It was the sheep. <laughs> we had four sheep 
And that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. I will never do it again. <laughs> yeah, we got four sheep this summer and two lambs and two mamas. And everything was just beautiful. They were super cute, but they escaped constantly. And we were out chasing them and they broke into the chicken hatch. And one of the lambs like went into like, that little small entrance for the chickens. And then I found him there at night just eating all of the chicken food. They ate all my potatoes. They ate all my salad. And if you're going to put this in the big picture, you think that the image of something is all that. But when it comes down to reality, most of those fantasy glory pictures are not all that. So, um, yeah, we got rid of the sheep. I think I'm leaving behind the fear to speak out. And that's not related to COVID. That's more related with the whole BLM um, movement. I think as a person of color in the industry, I feel more empowered to speak out when I see something or when I think that something is not right. I'm leaving behind that fear of repercussion, of uh, being seen as the angry black person in the room. I think I'm leaving behind poor boundaries and uh, not stepping up for myself or standing my ground when I need to. I was for uh, four months volunteering at the refugee camp. The, the camp completely burned down. That was the moment that uh, I had that, like, fuck this shit. Like, how much worse can it be? You know, like, they're already, already living in the worst conditions possible. They're already living in, in a nightmare situation. And then suddenly they also, they lose the very little they have. And with the camp, also their papers got burned. So all the progress they've done to get asylum in Europe also got burned and they would have to start from scratch. So that was the moment I was like, like what the fuck, 2020? What I also do not want to experience again is a terrorist attack. Because I was here in Vienna during the terror attack and me and my boyfriend got stuck. We were at the cinema. After the movie, they came in and, and made an announcement that there had been a terror attack and there were shooters running around the streets pretty close to where, we're, where, where we were located. And it was terrifying. And we were stuck there for hours until the middle of the night, not knowing what was going on. I felt like I was living my worst nightmare. After it calmed down a bit and we realized they weren't very close to us, they offered to to uh, show a movie for free, but the movie was in French with German subtitles. So me and my boyfriend were like, no, we're going to pass. So we cracked up a bottle of champagne and watched The Great on HBO on our phone instead. We made it a good experience, but it was also very terrifying. The worst thing that happened to me was uh, being profiled as a refugee by the police. Being Well, several times they wanted to put me in the police van and uh, I would have to prove that I was a European by showing uh, my ID. But this one time they were putting a bunch of, a bunch of African refugees on a van and I just happened to be walking by and the police just grabs me and starts like pushing me towards the van as well. That time, it took me some extra time to find my ID. So by the time I actually found the ID, I was already like with one foot inside of the van because they believed that I was Portuguese. And that time was the worst for me because 
because then when I showed the ID, they let me go. But then I looked back and I saw all the faces of the African refugees in the van looking at me. And they were all like, like, why, why does he, why, why does he get to go? And not me. That kind of hit me more than anything to, to see how artificial the whole thing is. Why suddenly I'm a better citizen because I have this piece of plastic. And then I cried like a little baby for an hour just because uh, it really hit me, the whole thing. Uh, the racism, the profiling, but also to see their faces and how they couldn't understand why I was let go by the police and they still had to go to the police station. That was a personal uh, low to feel that in my skin, because even though I'm a person of color, I still have this piece of plastic that classifies me as a first class citizen compared to other people. I mean, I, if, if I were to say fuck you to something, it would be to that feeling or that experience or like how I, how I experienced it emotionally. I'd like to leave that behind. Um, but I'd rather, you know, learn from the experience rather than say, you know, just disregard it. And I think however horrible the experience, you can always learn something from it. So then I'd rather look at the strength and resilience that I've developed now because of that experience and be like, wow, that actually that took me someplace where I didn't necessarily know I could go. I saw someone, someone on the interwebs called it, called the sort of the pandemic and everything that's been going on lately, uh, high altitude training for the, for mental health. And I'm like, I'm trying to look at it. If things go back to some kind of a different normal, then I've done a lot of high altitude training in, you know, in the past year or in 2020. How would I describe that feeling of the worst part of 2020? The, the thing I see in my mind is the kind of, you know, the colors that you get from, uh, from oil. So like, yeah, it's black, but the reflections of it, it has all the colors of the spectrum, basically. And I look at my own emotional life or my emotional experience, like my, what it feels and looks like on the inside as an ocean, it's water, right? And in the water, and water also symbolizes life, right? Um, so, and the, the sort of the ocean can move, it can be chaotic and it can storm or it can be still. And so it's kind of a good metaphor for how it feels like to be alive as a person. However, uh, when you're a bit sort of emotionally disconnected or you sort of shut yourself down to protect yourself from having to experience emotion, that for me very clearly had this image of oil on the top of water. So I think that, that would be the metaphor of like, there should be, I guess that's a good sort of metaphor for the pandemic and the experience that many have had. It's the like, there's something on top, there should be life, but there's something on top that's keeping the waves from rolling. That oil, it's heavy, it's, it's kind of beautiful in a weird way, because there's something there that we can learn from. It seems like a year of growth. Yeah for a lot of people, mm -hmm. whether through some unwanted uh, experience yeah. or through some sort of yeah. 
I was also thinking about that, that she mentioned that she put boundaries. She learned a lot about it, mm-hmm. uh, one of the interviews, and I, I can really relate to that. Home is work is home. Yeah, and just like, okay, I need to stop now. Like the computer will be there in the morning as well. Mm-hmm. But also that you have a lot of time to do other stuff. And like, it's not only work. Just like reflecting on how much time we spent on actually going from A to B mm. before. Yeah, you actually gain hours in a weird way. Like, yeah. you, depending on whatever your commute looks like, you all of a sudden. <laughs> it's the thing of like uh, you probably don't do that at work but at school if you're a little bit tired one day you wake up five minutes before you need to be somewhere and you just sort of start with your camera off Yeah. this is by the way I'm, I never did this Anton I'm sorry <laughs> um, but it's the thing of like all of a sudden you can roll out of bed and be at work and for some people that might be good in some way uh, yeah i might might be like uh, revealing the fact that i don't have children or that i don't have any of those types of responsibilities mm-hmm. but i think f- so for them that might be very different yeah exactly what are you bringing into 2021 um for me it's been revealing how important social interaction is to me and i think once we're allowed to do that that's going to be a big one of course mm-hmm. Um, I also think just generally it's made me have to deal with a few things in my life that wasn't necessarily in a good place. And so through that sort of pause, it has given me the opportunity to grow from that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I'm very excited about 2021. So far, so good. Um, I'm excited to go back to what was before, but also given the option to work from home a couple of days and see each other a couple of days, depending mm. on how your life looks like and what's your what's your needs and etc. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this year actually a lot what i bring to 2021 i'm looking forward to like parties i don't i don't party very much something that i'm looking forward to is uh, making some music in my studio uh, maybe also collaborating with people face to face something i'm gonna bring with me in the 2021 is conscious presence because if you're not there then where are you going to a party outdoors in summer and just like enjoying myself and dancing and like bumping into people and like meeting the eyes of a stranger and going like, hey, what's up? You know, it's like all those natural things that happen in life, like just a, you know, just a beach party somewhere warm would be the most wonderful thing. Less distractions or right distractions because you decide what you want your distractions to be. Yeah. And I mean, I think there are, you know, some beautiful things can come out of boredom and, and isolation. But uh, 
it is so painful <laughs> and you really have to stick it out for quite a while and most of the time it's easier just to put on something on Netflix. Um, I'm looking forward to bring my friends and family to visit in Vienna and show them the city uh, and the beautiful nature here and go hiking in the mountains. It's been hard. It's been hard to think of the future. It's hard to to plan. I would make my my the cafe uh I would say better. Um better than what uh, it was in 2020. I'm looking forward to start working again but in a different way than what I've done before. Using what I've learned new interest, new perspectives. Like I, I'm going to try to push my working life towards that as well. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm going to do something different this year. And um, I'm quite excited about that. This idea that we have to, that we have to show up for work and be, you know, perky and on it and positive. That's gone out the window. And I think that's so refreshing. So I'm looking forward to new challenges and new clients actually I know that my summer will be different because I had like clients that I've worked with for a really long time that I'm almost letting go now so I will be kind of like yeah very uncertain on how it will be but I'm excited about it because I know there will be some kind of change in one way or another I like that and being on new territory if there's something I'm missing and I would love to do is 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 going home actually. Uh, I'm from Israel uh, and I haven't been home in a very long time. I miss my family a lot, my friends back home, the food, the beach, the sun, the annoying people. <laughs> Last time I was in Israel was. May 2019? Yeah, in four, four months, it's going to be two years. Oh, it's a really long time compared to a place that is four and a half hours away. <laughs> yeah, it, it's feel a really long time. I mean, one thing that I would love um, to take also from 2020 is this um, remote life. I think suddenly I've realized that, you know, you can work from anywhere in the world, but maybe you can work 50% of the year somewhere else in the world. When 2021 started, I was with my boyfriend, who um, I met earlier this summer. I was with my friends where I live in Telefon Plan. We were at the local uh, park watching the, the fireworks. And uh, we were celebrating in my sister's apartment. And I was with my closest friends, my two best friends and their um, partners. And we had a really, really nice dinner and we danced and we watched fireworks and we had really good talk. And uh, I think it was a great start to the year. It was really a feeling that everything is going to be okay. And I, I really felt thankful of having that group of friends uh, that I know for a long time now and uh, how we formed our own little family away from home because they're also, um, they're also not Swedish. So I felt really thankful in that moment, like, okay, yeah, 2021 is gonna be just fine. 
and even to see like how everyone uh, was behaving in the park and the happiness, the joy that everyone else had, it brought me hope that uh, we're going to be just fine. You know. Later in the New Year's night, we sat down like in a circle and um, we uh, took turns about telling each other what our dreams and wishes was for 2021. And I think that was, uh, it was a really beautiful experience to hear about everybody's dreams. Okay. Thank you so much for listening for the May. What? Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of season six of Hyper Talks. This episode was produced by Anna Ubel. It was edited by Fanny Basher and Max Wobelewski. Andrea Urqueta and Haidar Walid was in charge of social media and distribution. And hosted and scripted by us. Ellen Gustafsson and Torius Berglind. And a special thank you to Victor at uh, Infinity Studio. And we're so sorry, Victor, for driving a moped on your wall. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Until next time, it's been real. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>